Thank you for tuning in with us at Bayou City Fellowship Tomball, a community that's radically focused on Jesus. We believe that the Bible is the living Word of God, so we are committed to reading, obeying, and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our lives. Join us in this message as we experience the Scriptures together. Well, good morning, Bayou City family. Um, so glad to be with you here. Uh, and I know you're probably watching this at home as we're not meeting in person on December 31st. And we wanted to record this resource to give to you uh, to enjoy as a family. And so one of the things that I would encourage you to do at this moment is um, look below. There's a link below to a, a study guide, a, a listening guide that you can use to help you as you are listening. And, and really our hope is that this is a resource that you can even talk and discuss as a family as you listen together. So I encourage you to download that, press pause, download it, and have it with you as you listen through this. Um, what I wanna talk to you about today is, is how to prepare well for this next year. Uh, I, I ran track in college, and um, at the end of each season, we would sit down with uh, the coach And we would look at several different things. We would look at uh, the past year. What were our goals and what did we achieve? Uh, Then we'd look at the coming year. Hey, what are we training for? What do we hope to achieve in this next uh, part of the year? And, um, And then we would literally spend time writing out the training plan. And we would do that in... Um, early December, and then I would head home for that kind of winter break and then come back again in sometime in January to rejoin the team. And I think that process was so helpful in both reflecting into what we had just done and preparing for what I would hope to do in the coming year. And that kind of pattern is something that I kind of set in, um, at every part of life, where I would just take some time to reflect before the Lord about the year that has passed and to think strategically about what I hope the next year ahead could be under God. And so this morning, um, I just want to give you um, a process, a way to think about um, reflecting well on the the year in the past and looking forward to what's ahead. So we're really going to look through just four things this morning. Um, Reflection, let's think about the past. Rest, rewrite, and rhythm. These four things. Let's begin first with reflection. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, we come to this moment at the end of creation where God had spent six days creating everything out of nothing. And in that moment, he looks at everything that he made in Genesis 1, 31 and says this, God, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. I think this is so good that God looked at his creation, all of his work of the previous time period, and he reflected on what he did. And I want you to look specifically about how he reflected. I mean, he looked at each creative act, and you see this as you kind of look at the account in the book of Genesis, that he looks at day one, and at the end of it, he says it was good, and day two, it was good. He took time to reflect on the work that he had just done and to celebrate what he had just done. And I think what, what can happen so often in life is that we move so quickly from the, the last thing to the next thing that we don't take time to simply look and to celebrate the things that, that were just done. I mean, every time that God created, he says, look, it was very good. Look, it was very good every single time. Have you done that in your own life? To take a moment, take a pause, and to think about everything that 
just happened this previous year. Socrates famously said, the unexamined life is not worth living. Do you take a moment, do you take time to examine your life? So I want to encourage you in this first, this first moment is to spend some time reflecting as a family about this past year. What did God do? I mean, are there some prayers that you've been praying this past year and has God answered those prayers? Were there some plans that you wanted to see happen? Maybe it was a move. Maybe it was a transition in job. Maybe it was a, a new opportunity. What did God do in you and through you this past year? And parents, this is a great time to even sit with your kids in this moment. Once you press pause and take a moment, write down, reflect on what God has done in your family, in you, this past year. And take some time and write down some of those things. And then write down, thank you, God. And take some time to celebrate those moments. Why don't you take a moment and share some of those things as a family. Number two, not only do we need to reflect well on the past year, we need rest. Every one of us needs to both extend energy and spend time replenishing the energy that we just extended. Read Genesis um, chapter two, verses one through three. It says this. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all of his work that he had done in his creation. I think this is so good. God took time to work hard and rest well. Now we know that God does, never gets tired. God doesn't need to sleep. God doesn't need to rest. And, and when, when confronted about this at one point in time, um, Jesus was asked, is the Sabbath for God or is the Sabbath for man? And, and the point that Jesus was making is this, that God set forth a rhythm in creation and a rhythm in rest, not because God needed to rest, but because you needed to rest. You need time not only to work hard, but to rest well. Uh, the military does uh, studies on their soldiers to figure out how um, they can continue to uh, perform well when they're really exhausted. I read one study, uh, the title of it is this, Cognitive Performance Changes During a 20-Day Winter Military Training Course Followed by a 10-Day Recovery. That sounds like an exciting resource. And so what did they do? Well, they wanted to figure out how soldiers could perform when they are exhausted after 20 days of hard work in cold military uh, situations. And so they said, we expected that the soldiers' uh, mental capacity would slow down, uh, that they wouldn't be able to fire quite as well. And then, so they basically put these soldiers through these military training exercises and saw how they could um, complete different tasks. Could they fire their weapon accurately? Could they make good decisions? Could they continue to perform a soldier's um, uh, activity when they were exhausted and cold? And surprisingly, uh, they couldn't perform well Later on in the process, the more energy they expended, the less they were able to perform as a quality soldier. And so what did they learn from the experiment? You got to give soldiers a nap. You got to let them rest. You got to let, let them not only extend energy, but recover from the energy expended. Um, there's another study that the CDC did 
to find the effects of inadequate sleep and on mental distress. And what they've discovered is that if people are not sleeping well, they have a 2.5 times more likely to have frequent mental distress. Sometimes we're so stressed and so overwhelmed and, and a lot of that can be mitigated just with some healthy lifestyle changes with some healthy rest and rhythm. And so your next assignment, and this one's, this one's the best I can give you, uh, is not to write down, um, I need to nap, but to go take a nap. <laughs> You're probably watching this, hopefully, on December 31st. You've got nothing going on December 31st. Your assignment, your responsibility is to put on golf and just take a little nap and rest and relax and recover. And I'll tell you, it could be, it could be the most God-honoring thing you do for yourself and for your friends and family is to calm down, rest, relax, rejuvenate so that you can be a better person in the relationships and interactions that you have. Rest, rest well, reflect well, rest well. Number three is to rewrite. And what I mean by that is to consider the adjustments you wanna make in your life. Um, The reason we rest before we rewrite is because some of us are very task oriented and then we'll just nail down and and rewrite some things we want to change in this next year. Um, But we haven't rested. We haven't allowed ourselves to think clearly about the changes we would want to make. I want to read you a passage from 1 Corinthians 3. Paul says this, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. And so here's his point to the the Corinthian church. He says, look, all of us have a life. And the foundation of our life should be Jesus Christ. That is the foundation that that cannot be changed. That's what he says in verse 11. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation of all of our lives should be Jesus that we put our faith in him, that we put our trust in him, that he is the foundation of our lives. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation, verse 12, of gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test the sort of work each one has done. Here's what Paul is saying. He says, you have a foundation of faith in Christ. And then you build on that foundation. And what you build on that foundation is the life that you live. Um, and he says that there's, there's gonna be a result based on the life that you live. And he says there's six different building materials. There's gold, silver, precious stones, and there's wood, hay, and straw. And what's, what's the point? He says, well, there's gonna be a, a day of judgment when you and I stand before God and he evaluates the life that we lived. And there's some parts of our life that will make it through the judgment and we will be rewarded. I mean, what do you do with gold, silver, and precious stones? Well, one of the things that you do is you make crowns with them. It says in Revelation at the end of our life that um, there will be crowns, rewards. Paul references this. And what do they do with the crowns? Well, we cast them before the Lord. Um, But that is the reward that we have for a a life uh, well-lived. But there's also wood, hay, and stubble. And those are things that maybe took some energy, took some effort, but ultimately at the judgment seat aren't really considered worthwhile. Um, And this isn't an issue of salvation. What this is is an issue of rewards for your faithfulness in life. And so what Paul is saying is this. um, Think carefully 
about the life that you live. Think intentionally about the life that you're living. And so I wanted you to look at a couple different areas. Look at the foundation of your life. Have you, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Is he the rock? Is he the foundation that you are standing on? Secondly, what are you building with your life? What are the building materials of your life? What are you investing your time and energy um, and, and, and focus into? Is it things that are of eternal value or are they things that have only a temporary significance? I, I would encourage you to spend some time and write down some goals for this next year that will influence, that will tilt the needle toward things of eternal significance. Now, I'm not saying you, don't, you need to quit your job or what, I'm not saying those things. But I'm saying, are you scheduling time in your life for pieces that will be of eternal significance? Well, there's only two things in life that will last for eternity. The word of God and the souls of men. The word of God, the Bible in your hand, and the souls of men, the person sitting next to you. So I would start with those two. What are you doing intentionally in your life to schedule time studying the word of God, spending time with the Lord? And what are you doing intentionally to spend time investing in the people beside you? I would start with those two and say, Lord, am I prioritizing that well? Am I prioritizing time with deep friendships for accountability, encouragement, um, stirring me, my faith in the Lord? Am I spending time individually in the word? Am I spending time well with my spouse, my family members? Am I investing well in the things that ultimately will last for eternity? Number four, lastly, rhythm. As you look at the creation story, uh, there's a rhythm of creation. That there's morning and there's evening. There's creation and there's resting. There's, there's seasons, there's harvest, there's winter. The other last thing I would say is this. I would, I would encourage you to spend some time developing the rhythms that you would want to live in life. And here's what I would, I would say. Here, I'd say it this way. Um, our life produces out of the rhythms we create. In Proverbs 6, um, Solomon says, Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having a chief or officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. Um, what the author of Proverbs is saying is this. I want you to consider what you're doing with your life. And, and he says specifically to the sluggard, to the lazy person, um, go to the ant. And what's so funny is, is this, he's like focusing him on like a, a very, very small creature and just go watch this ant. And what does an ant do? Well, the ant digs holes. The ant builds mounds. The ant collects food in certain seasons and rests in other seasons. And he says, I want you to just watch the life cycle that this ant lives. And I want you not just to watch it and be, be marveled at the ant farm that you have in your, that you can buy and have for Christmas. I want you to look and I want you to think about your own life. Are you structuring rhythms in your life that make sense? And so sometimes with our to-do list or our desires of where we're going to spend time and everything, we, we can fill it so full that we actually don't create rhythms that are sustainable. And so I would encourage you to look at your calendar, look at the year, just to look at, hey, this is where I'm going to be very busy. So this is when I need to, to do some rest. 
this is where we want to do a family vacation. So, so that's where we're going to have that particular rest time or just a personal vacation, some personal days. Look at the rhythm of the life that you want to create. I would ask you some other questions. Um, are there some health changes that need to be made? So maybe diet and exercise is part of that. Maybe um, you haven't been to the doctor in way too long and you ought to go get a physical and, and let the doctor give you some, some insights into how to structure your life in, in, in a healthier way. Or maybe there's just some things that you have neglected that you want to do. I would encourage you to look at your calendar, look at your planning, schedule those things in there and to say, hey, this is the life we want to create for myself, for my family, for my time with the Lord, so I can be most effective for the things that he is calling me to do and the things that he has put in my life to steward. I'll tell you, as, as you think about this next year and beginning new, if you spend some time reflecting, resting, rewriting, and then creating rhythms of life that you actually want to live, I, I really think this next year could be more effective for the purposes of God and for your own soul if you spend some time doing that well. So I encourage you to do that. Spend some time talking about it as a family. Look at these things together. Make some shifts and see how God might lead you well this next year. Thank you for joining us. Let me pray for us as we close. Lord, I pray for each person listening that you would help them to build the life that is ultimately honoring to you that they would schedule their times, the minutes that they have in ways that would honor you and bring glory to your name. I pray for, for all of us that we would lay the foundation of you, Jesus, our life with you, our focus on you, and that we, then we would then build on our life the things that matter most. Lord, I pray for each person as they consider those things, that you would guide them and give them a sense of peace as they follow you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that you feel encouraged. To stay up to date with our current sermon series, make sure to subscribe to our channel. If you would like to find more ways to get involved with the Bayou City family, visit us online at bayoucityfellowship.com or download the Bayou City Fellowship Tomball app to find community in the body of Christ.